0: Everyone listen to me. That's,
1: That's I it. Oh, I, uh, I mean, after that, you son of a b- I thought she was about to have <laughs> a whole soliloquy or, or something like welcome to another episode of the Hot Flyers Wrestling Podcast. Um, as you can see, the shenanigans have already jumped off. Um, my name is Dom and Here with me is the Bobby Brown of the podcast. What's going on, T? I
0: mean, if I'm Bobby, is it cool if I call you... um, DeVoe?
1: I mean, that's fine.
0: I had to think about it. I was going to hold you, but I decided not to.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's kind of obvious the one you you would have to choose. Yep. I mean, I'm just saying.
0: But, I mean, I'm good on this glorious, glorious day and yourself, my brother.
1: I can't complain, man. Um, We've had some fantastic wrestling this week. Man, some not-so-fantastic wrestling this week. But um, Monday Night Raw, we're looking at you. (laughs) Indeed. But um, the first AEW show of 2020 did take place on Wednesday, and we're just going to go ahead and jump it off. The first thing I noticed was... That's Taz join the commentary, you know, replacing Tony Schiavone. And I will say this, that trio sounded pretty damn good the whole show, if you ask me. Taz, JR, and that's caliber. I like the trio.
0: Yeah, it definitely made JR more bearable on commentary having Taz versus Tony Schiavone. Because, uh, you know, I was kind of on that, get JR out of there with King. But he he was he was kind of more old JR here. Like, he wasn't forced and you can tell he was actually into what was going on in the ring. And the back and forth banter between the three wasn't forced,
1: it was genuine and it flowed. We jumped it off with your boy Orrin Anderson out there with the good old AEW patch. If you don't have social media, or you've been living under a rock. You know they basically did announce that Orn Anderson will be managing Cody. Well, Cody now. So you know we did jump it off with him versus Darby Allen, who came out there with a doppelganger. I want to say doppelganger,
0: zombies version of himself. I'm, I don't know. I don't know. It's Darby Allen, so there was some Darby Allen shit.
1: And I was with it. I was just like, wow, okay. Um, You know, we didn't get to see them, you know, skate to the ring because they, you know, kind of had like the straight ramp, kind of like how New Japan kind of got it sometimes. But as far as the match go, man, I really enjoyed this match. Um, I would say better than the first one only because they did a little bit more psychology this match. You know, Darby Allen was working on Cody's left shoulder for the most part. And, you know, Cody was selling the hell out of it. That I do.
0: That apron was phenomenal.
1: Yeah, most definitely yo. And you know, Darby Allen kind of was showing a little heel tactics. He did expose the turnbuckle at one point. Now, <clears throat> why didn't why didn't the referee um you know put the padding back on the turnbuckle? Because it was like exposed for the rest of the match.
0: I mean, I'm. I'm Thinking about it, and have we really even ever
1: had a quote-unquote
0: DQ finish in AEW?
1: No, not that I can remember. Well, I mean, that's true, but I'm just saying, though. I mean, I'm just kind of nitpicking. I'm being a dick. I'm not going to lie to you, but...
0: No, because later on in the night, some other stuff happens that, to me, should cause DQ, but nothing really happens so it's like is it like an unspoken rule with aw that it's kind of
1: we gonna let certain stuff happen
0: or we just not supposed to notice the turnbuckle being coming on coming off and the ref just turning the other direction
1: i mean now granted it it didn't really come into play as far as the finish went so i guess it wasn't too bad but it just it was just something that kind of like irked me though you know just something that she just look at and be like all right be damn you know and because it happened like it
0: happened what, directly in her line of vision
1: right and she looked dead at him while he did it and he was holding the turnbuckle as he looked her in her eye
0: like what you gonna do about it
1: and then but i mean like i said um the reverse super the reverse superplex that cody hit on Darby Allen was nice man the reaction the pop that Darby Allen got when he kicked out of that crossroads was fantastic
0: that crossroads in itself was fantastic that's like, true he, him and Darby pr- personally worked on that one just to prove a point
1: that this is how you do it yep when he kicked out of it I kind of low-key was thinking that, you know, hey, maybe Darby Adam was about to get the win, but good old Orrin Anderson, being the manager that he was, advised Cody to get his knees up. Okay, before I go to the finish, though, that coffin drop on the apron, fantastic. Especially considering that Cody ended up selling like his leg was hurt like after that. And then, when you go to the finish of the match, you know, Darby Allen was going for another coffin drop. Orrin Anderson, he got on up there. It, you know, the camera wasn't on him, so we don't know how long it took him to get up there, but he eventually got up there, you know, put the good old, you know, knee, knee signal up. Cody, you know, got the knees up and he ended up rolling up Darby Allen and getting the win. Um, I enjoyed the opening contest. Um, what is your overall thoughts on the opening match?
0: Okay, so I love the opening match. Correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I don't think it actually had any commercial interruptions.
1: Um, but if it did, I don't think so. In it, was, it was probably one. a picture-in-picture picture situation. If it if it did,
0: and I don't even really just remember that because I personally hate the picture-in-picture because picture they overuse it. But yeah, that's a different argument for a different day. Uh, as far as Arn goes, it's. I'm kind of torn on it because it's like, I don't think y'all really need the wrestling legends name. I mean, maybe to uh, somebody who's just channel flipping, who doesn't really know what AEW is, they'll see a Tully, a Arn, Chris Jericho, JR, and be like, hey, I do those know. And stop and leave it on and go ahead and watch. But I don't really think the whole nightmare collective needs a head coach since that's what they're you know branding him as. Because that means he'll be over Cody, Dustin, Brandy, Cone, etc. Et well
1: I mean he wasn't out there when Dustin had his match though. So I think he's just I think it's just for Cody. I think he's just gonna be the manager for Cody.
0: Uh, I don't know because they they said the nightmare family, so I, we'll find out next week for sure. Because you know we got the Rose Brothers versus Lucic Brothers tag team match, and that match that's gonna be, be nice. fire.
1: Yeah, that's gonna be nice.
0: Probably a expect- the show. You think so? Yeah. I- what I can see. that. Because I don't favorite? think that,
1: that's the main event though. Oh, oh, let me go back. I'll I'll see what the card is, but
0: depending on the card, that that'd probably be the opener.
1: But I can see that.
0: I'm interested to see where the whole Arn and Cody storyline in up ends up playing out to be.
1: I do like how serious Aaron is taking it. You know, when he was out there talking to Cody, he had the piece of paper, you know, covering up his mouth. Like you know, say like you can't read my lips. You don't know what advice I'm giving them. So I I did like that though. But you know what I loved the promo that came after that. Shout out to Sammy Guevara, man. Now he got the whole millennial dude go- thing going on. He's doing it fantastic because you know SCU was out there saying you know they beat the young bucks. You know they they are still your tag team champions, which they are definitely going to lose those in 2020. And then here comes Sammy you know, Sammy G basically called Christopher Daniels old, and he got a bunch of losses on his record, even though technically the records restarted, so you know, y'all even even ground. And also, yeah, Sammy G. Records. Also, Sammy Guevara, go back and look at your record from last year, too. You had some L's too, fam. But we will be getting Sammy Guevara versus Christopher Daniels next week, and Christopher Daniels being the old head that he is. Lick the stuff <laughs> and touch Sammy G's screen, and Sammy Guevara is is such an a hole because you know he hit it with, hey girl, give me your dress. He was about to literally use her dress to rub, you know, rub his phone screen. So, what are your thoughts, man, on your boy Sammy G, man?
0: The good old Spanish guard is it's awesome. He's proven. Each and every week, while you know, Le Chapion chose him to be in the inner circle, and he can only get better being under Jericho's wing because who else to learn how to give better promos from than one of the goats? That's
1: true. Now, the women's fatal four way, I will let you leave that off. Your girl Rio won and
0: which wasn't a shocker because you know this wasn't the match we were supposed to get this week. We were supposed to be Rio versus Chris Statlander, which we'll get next week, which may be the main event because I think Chris may win the goal.
1: And I honestly wouldn't be mad at that. And you know, Britt Baker said some things. I mean she had a point. Um Rio pulled pulled a Brock Lesnar, but as far as the match goes.
0: I personally, um, surprisingly enjoyed the match. This was probably one of my top AEW matches today, as far as their women's division go. Cause you know, I've been one of the hardest on their women's division.
1: You're not the only one, my brother.
0: But um, I think they're actually using some of the criticism and using it to grow. And one only thing I wish they would have been done a little bit differently is that they would have either gave them a little bit more time. That way they could have slowed down the patient of the match a little bit in different spots, or just slowed down the match in that time a little bit more. Because certain certain spots it seemed like everybody was going 90 miles an hour for like five to, five to seven minutes straight.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: And I mean that's cool to like start off, but you gotta give us a little slowdown and then build back up to your finish. You can't just keep going because you don't give us no chance to catch our breath in the middle of the match.
1: I I will I I agree, but I think that is something that they are still working on though. You know, so I think they'll get better at that. But I once again I totally agree with you. I really enjoyed this match. It may. It made it feel, you know what I'm saying, important. You know, it made it feel like the AW Women's Championship was, like, important. Like, this is a, a prize that, you know what I'm saying, all of them is, like, going through. Because Nala Rose, she almost killed Sheeta. She put her through that <laughs> table. Like, Sheeta was out for a while. I was just like, man, she might not come back. But Sheeta also showed how strong she is because she hit her with a michinuku driver. You know, she back body dropped her. She can suplex me anytime. That's uh, That's all I'll say. But, Riho won with the most devastating in wrestling today. Another damn roll-up. Has she won with anything besides a roll-up?
0: Nope, that's her finisher. I'm convinced.
1: I so mean, the like.
0: It, of the roll-up is her finisher.
1: As much as she be double foot stopping people, like you would think that she would end it on, on some coup de grace type situation. I mean, you know, since she or low key or have you noticed know, me, that was his move for the longest. It's just anything. It annoys me, and I am happy that Nyla Rose put her through a table after the match.
0: Hence the reason why I hope she loses next week.
1: So do I, because if she doesn't, I don't know, but Big Swallow. they dang sure ain't gonna give her the belt right now. So it's
0: speaking of your girl Big Swallow, she finally accepted the fact that she looked like Jazz on Twitter. I seen that <laughs> too I meant to tell you that. Thank you for reminding me.
1: Wow. I need to I need to go back and look at that because she yeah, she does. She do. Yep.
0: I mean, but- the only other person would have to be like awesome Kong. Or if Brandy knocked or knock Rio out or if Kong knock Rio out for Brandy.
1: I wouldn't be mad at Awesome Kong, because I feel like yeah, just, just go ahead and do it. Like the same I'm
0: not, established and she, it would be believable why she's holding the belt hostage.
1: But, but um I know George Nella didn't ask for Penelope before to like hit him in the nuts while he was trying to cut his promo backstage. So I guess the theme of 2020 for AEW, when you couldn't backstage promo, PYG man, protect your generals. Like you know, <laughs> you're not safe anywhere. So it looks like we will be getting the Joy Janela versus Kip Sabian few moving forward, and I have no problems with that whatsoever. Yeah, How was you feel about?
0: I just oh, hate I mean. that damn name.
1: But Kip Sabian, yeah, it just sounds. You sound, but it fits the mold because he is such a douche. And yeah. Kip is a douche name. When Billy Gunn was going by Kip James, he was a douche. So it all works out perfectly. Touche. Speaking of perfectly, how was you feeling about the recent Dark Order promo?
0: Um, so, you know, us here, we've slowly and surely both joined Dark Order. If you haven't, you know, join Dark Order. And honestly, what else else can I say? Because that's how I'm feeling. I don't have no dislikes about it. It's about time for them, I feel, to have another match now. But, you know, it's New Year, so I'm not going to really rush it. But I think we've gotten a solid, what, month? of uh, yeah. these vignettes so
1: and one attack
0: at least put the new tag team out there if anything
1: who do you think the exalted leader is because I would be you know I wouldn't be opposed to Marty Skrull being the leader of the dark order
0: it was me Austin
1: <laughs> it was me Nicholas
0: <laughs> it was me Cody It was me all alone.
1: But I can see that, though.
0: Or I I would be cool with Marty.
1: Or what about this as a curveball? Considering Chris Bidet, like, let's just say Chris Bidet lose to, you know, Sammy Guevara, you know, next Wednesday. And this would be the way for him to get back into his fallen angel character as the leader of the Dark Order. Ooh. They I mean, that's that's something different, and it'll be a good way to bring you know the fallen angel back out. So, I like that
0: one.
1: just throwing that's that out. Reason, brother. Speaking of something else that I like, and I knew that this was gonna be a good match. Your boy, well, the artist formerly known as Trent Beretta, he's now just going at, as by Trent. He's pulling the whole seal situation. <laughs> Him and John Moxley, man, that match was was physical. It was fantastic. John Moxley versus Trent, give me your thoughts on that.
0: I mean, as far as wrestling goes, Trent continues to show us why he's the best out of the two when it comes to the best friends. Easily. Um Moxley. Vince, you should be kicking yourself in the ass each and every time this man has a match, because you holding him back was the biggest disgrace and damage that you could have done to the Dean Ambrose character. Cause this yeah. is the Dean we should have got when the shield broke up. Not not that bullshit that we got that had the, the, the plant Mitch. <sighs> And if you was gonna use the plant, Mitch, use it kind of like you know, Kenny the trophy and the kendo stick and
1: but it was a plant though, like it's he's easy to carry around.
0: <laughs> it's WWE, Jeff Jerry and the Honky Tonk Man was out here smashing people guitars, man.
1: Which you could go buy like guitars, so every city he went to, he just gonna buy another big ass plant.
0: Yep. Jimmy Snooker did it with coconuts.
1: <sighs> touche fam. But but back to the match, please. Just just please.
0: So my favorite part of the match, and it's just because I'm an enormous Orange Cassidy fan. It's the Orange Cassidy and Mox exchange. And nothing's like, you know, hey, I know you. I know what you do. Let's do it together.
1: Did Mox wear those Black Zings on purpose? Definitely. Just just to do that.
0: Because he knew it was coming.
1: And I mean, why? Either he was going to do
0: it just to taunt him, or he was going to do it with him. It was one or the other. But it was going to get in regardless.
1: Now, I know he didn't get physically involved, but, like, just how easily he just, like, stepped into the ring, like, that could have technically been a disqualification, I guess, you know. Yep. Cause the referee just let him just, you know, just go ahead. Now, granted, Moss did just be was like, nah, it's cool. So maybe that's another reason, but
0: Nope. She just still did your job and got him out the ring. Cause everybody's is is a huge Orange Cassidy fan and nobody's gonna stop him.
1: I gotta get a shirt. I got I gotta get an orange Cassidy shirt. Not gonna lie to you. And um after two paradigm shifts. That one outside was... Whew, Lord have mercy. That damn name. Paradigm Shift. Yeah. Then he hit My him cool. with another... One, two, three. And... Mox gets the win. And once again, the Spanish guy comes through the crowd. Cuts a promo. And I know the inner circle of your boys, so... Chris Jericho... Sammy Guevara, their recruitment pitch to John Moxley. How did you feel about it?
0: So, first of all, Jericho's an asshole. <laughs> we already knew this. I, I just have to specify that because this man said 49%. <laughs> not 50. Not 50, not 51, but 49 like, I want you to join, and I'm going to give you the less to have.
1: I mean, because it's still Jericho's, you know, LLC.
0: But I want you to join, so I'm going to give you a new car.
1: That was nasty, though, too. You hear that sounded when he revved it up. But he also said they're going to co-lead the inner circle, though. Oh, my! You know, executive vice president of the inner circle.
0: They ain't even no real position. But I mean, I I love Ooh. it. We all know that, you know, Moxley's not gonna join the inner circle. But I would love for them to swerve us, and he do join the inner circle. Even if would, a temporary little thing, and then he screws them from the inside.
1: But like Randy, Daniel Bryan joined the Wyatt family. Yeah. Makes sense.
0: Let it go for like, you know, a month. Month and a half. Go through revolution.
1: or why not do it before revolution? Because, I mean, it's technically it's a month away, so they could like kind of like the first couple of weeks, you know what I'm saying? In February, kind of.
0: Yeah, do it for like the next month. And then, like you say, the beginning of February, go ahead and break them up.
1: That Ford GT, magnificent. I ain't going to lie, I probably would have joined just for the car alone. That was, that was a beautiful car.
0: Just like a neighbor. You know how many people in the military that joined just for a Dodge Charger or Ford GT?
1: Mm-hmm. Hope they ain't regret that right now. But um, Sammy Guevara got his first win of twenty twenty. As he to de- be as he defeats the natural Dustin Rhodes and look man, this is what I think this makes for the fourth decade that Dustin yeah. Rhodes has wrestled in fifth he's wrestled in five different decades man he's found a way to reinvent himself. A la Jericho shout out to Dustin Rhodes, damn Jake Hager fan you're just such an asshole. <laughs>
0: This is Over, the other under. DQ that I was talking about. Take it away. <clears throat> well, first, before anything, I do want to say shout out to Sammy G and the promo he cut during the commercial via signs. I mean, he didn't say anything, and it was, ep- it was epic, and it was great. In the words of Michael Cole, Vintage Sammy G. <laughs> he even told Victoria's justice sister to uh, hit him up and then dropped his social media.
1: Hey, man. You gotta shoot shot.
0: And then it led me, led me to go look up Victoria's justice sister and now I understand why he shot his shot. Yeah. I would have too. So... Uh, Jake Carragher and it's low blow. Uh, I don't even know if you would call it a low blow. Cause
1: like a knee.
0: I'm about to say yeah it's more towards like the knee than but my thing is how you not kick him out when he come out.
1: Th- thank you.
0: And, you. and you know what he's coming out for.
1: They was having a whole stir down.
0: Like, I, I, I'm I'm, kind of over this whole just let them go thing if they don't explain it. Now, if that's just how y'all going to do it, then I may be okay with it. I doubt it, but I may.
1: But once again, though, it, it kind of goes to what I said about Orange Cassie. Maybe I guess if they didn't physically get involved yet, it's fine. Like I said, Orange Cassidy just blatantly just walked in there in front of the referee, and the referee just, but just let him get in my face. Jake Hager has a history of interference. I mean, that's fine, but at the same time, we can't think that deep into it because, you know, being a little bit more an asshole than we usually are. <laughs> fine. Cause when you look at it that way, Orange Cassidy always, you know, what I'm saying, doing something in a match too, so you could like just kick him out just because you know he gonna get involved somehow.
0: Well, Even if it is some little up. kicks. But I'm. You seen how man Page? How pissed Pop got when he did it?
1: Boy, Pop looked like he was like. He looked at him like he was looking at Enzo Mouri, but um. <laughs> Hangman Page just walking all up into private parties, little bar, and just taking all the brown liquor fam. And then just basically told him that they party suck, and he'll whoop both of their asses, and then just, you know, (laughs) got his drink, and then walked off.
0: Look, he says it's a long night. All his homies fighting, and he not.
1: Oh, man. This Hangman Page heel turn is going to be Fantastic. Especially when you just kind of see how he was acting like toward the rest of the night. Um, okay, so I have no problem with two of the stipulations that M- that MJF have. Okay. So, but this third one though, I'm not like, really?
0: I mean, it just means that Cody's gonna win.
1: Cause he, he you know, one of the conditions that MJF whoops Cody in the middle of the ring like ten I thought,
0: times, I thought this was like if MJF won.
1: No, this is just to face him. He has to go through this whole RPG, like you know what I'm saying, boss battle, just to get the MJF. Like he has to beat all these conditions.
0: Who the boss? Not Warlow.
1: MJF the boss. Warlow is the mini boss because you got because Cody got to face him in a steel cage match, and then the <laughs> second condition is. Can't you know put his hands on? And then the third condition is he has to sit there on all fours and let him whip him ten times.
0: <sighs> Jesus Christ! i I'm, I hope yep. that Cody keeps his his dignity and don't get down on all fours.
1: Nah, cause I'm not going to let no grown man like you know he you know lash me like ten times in the middle of the ring, fam. It ain't that serious. Like I just won't wrestle you, bro. Like I'll, like you know, I'll. The cage match is fine. You know that'll be AEW's first deal cage match. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with not putting my hands on you until the pay per view. But what you're not finna do is whip me in the middle of the ring on national television. the rest some Ace Austin shit. I, I sign your checks, fam. Yeah,
0: my 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 fourth condition is. I get to bang your wife.
1: Oh uh, nah, bro. You gotta shoot him, fam. Uh nah, you, you just gotta shoot him, bro. But
0: um you on Brian Pillman, that man?
1: Yeah, off top. See Brandy Rhodes? Anybody. Anybody get in these hands and bullets. But you gotta you
0: gotta pick one. Jojo or Brandy Rhodes.
1: JoJo. How was Jo's
0: Brandy? I would have chose Brandy.
1: I mean, yeah, that's fine. That means we won't have no conflict. But um, Jurassic, Jurassic Express promo. This is what I was talking about about audio issues. You know, y'all, st- you know, they was kind of having some audio issues throughout the night. It was mostly during like this promo because when my boy Lucha Storm started talking, the, the AW Dynamite theme music was playing in the background, and <laughs> you could barely hear him. And then fast forward to the Reho promo, where Britt Becker just basically came out there and just called her Brock Lesnar. You know what I'm saying? You ain't out here shooting, shooting with us in the gym every day. It was kind of some audio issues going on there, too. But um, my bad. Dr. Britt Becker, he'll turn coming soon, sir. How you feel about that?
0: I mean, I'm down for anything that Dr. Britt Becker DMD does. Just like... We're down for anything that Adam Cole, baby
1: does. Touché. The main event of the evening, the Elite, the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega, they defeated the Lucha Bros and Pac in a... <sighs> look.
0: Lucha Bros. It,
1: Mexican. Ah, it annoys me, but it makes me laugh every single time. As far as the main event goes... Give me your thoughts. And are the elite back?
0: Um. Yes. I feel like season one of AEW was to establish everybody else. Season two is going to be to establish the elite. And I could just be looking too much into this first episode, but literally we've had Cody, Kenny, the Young Bucks, Hangman, Page, all over the goddamn show. True. Possibly even Marty if he is the Exalted One. So I'm here for it. The match itself is what, what we expected it to be. It's fucking awesome. Um, they furthered Kenny Omega and, and Pox feud in the match. Um... My personal favorite part was listening to Adam Page on commentary, because I was was. wondering if they if they legit had Brown in back there, but listening to him on commentary, boys was was legit buzzed.
1: Yeah, it it was just like, oh, I I guess I guess we're tag teaming next week. I didn't even know. (laughs) No, I agree, man. The main event was fantastic. I like the fact that every single person in that match has had a singles match against each other. Like, I did notice that because even when you looked at, like, Ray Phoenix and Nick Jackson, their interactions, like, because of their single matches, they was countering like, everything. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the same thing with Kenny and Pocket. the same thing, you know what I'm saying, with Pizza Gun and Matt Jackson. So, like, the match was fantastic. Hey, Ray Phoenix took a mean me, You know what I'm saying? Come springboarding out their ropes, but Kenny Omega one with the one wing, the angel, the elite. Hey, they starting off strong. The main event was great. All in all, man, it was a, it was a fantastic AEW Dynamite. You know, audio issues aside, I really enjoyed it.
0: So yeah, be to start off the year.
1: Exactly, and y'all should have Taz on commentary as much as possible.
0: And Vicky Guerrero.
1: With that being said, season two, let the people know where they can find us, sir.
0: At the dollar store, buying lotion for Don's <laughs> as she ass hands.
1: Man, I know. I need some, too. Rough.
0: <laughs> uh, but you can follow us on Facebook at Hot Flyers Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere you get your podcast at Hot Flyers Wrestling Podcast, on Twitter, Pat podcast flyers dom at freshly snipes 21 follow your boy at underscore bobby digital and we'll be back here sometime in the next 24 to 48 hours to give you our smackdown review
1: Who, because jesus christ it was a bust of returns but none would be better than ours peace